The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Love it with some passion. Yeah. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Yeah. Got a honey who come with elite fashion. Yeah. She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustler, you broke, well that seems tragic. tragic. Got her catching the fails like deep passes. Yeah. I tell her plug if it's sticky, then please bag it. I need, I need the best cause I grew up beneath madness. Uh, need a Matt Burgundy Mercy. Jewelry so heavy it might hurt me. Smoke an extra kill, that extra seal. Whoa, Buffalo money need extra bills. Till I'm eating so much, I got a breakfast deal. I put what is going on ladies and gentlemen it's your boy jay spencer king and i'm here with my dog my brother from another mother mr Stiros, my man Stiros for the girls what is going on everybody it's super bowl sunday yo bowl what sunday. it do what it do what's, super bowl sunday i'm ready what's going dog. on with you hey you man ready? yeah out here in the rado <laughs> just chilling <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, well, you know, it's been a minute since we did this. We all kind of took a break when the Bills, when the Bills took that L in the playoffs. We could, we could kind of talk about that and review it. Uh, Antoine isn't with us today. He got some Super Bowl stuff going on. You know, he big time, big time yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. So he, he gonna, you know, he gonna take the off day to day. But I got a worthy substitution. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this, this brother that I'm about to bring in is like, you know, how can I, how can I word this? It's like, it's like when back in the day. When like Pippen was injured, and then Rodman stepped up. You get what I'm saying? Like this is this is like the Dennis Rodman. You know what I mean? Like he just did it all. Remember? Remember you had a couple a couple games. It was like a season where Rodman actually caught on fire from the from the three point line. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like making free throws. It's like where is this Rodman coming from? I got my man, my dog, Big Newt joining us. What's going on, Big Newt? What's going on, guy? How you doing, man? Man, hey, I'm I- loving it. I would, where, where your uh, hair color at, bro? You robbing today now. <laughs> I'm growing my hair out a little bit, man, you know. I grow that hair now and again. I got to show people that I wear a bald head because I choose to. I don't want to pay $50 to get a haircut. Hey, you got more You got more hair than me, dog, so do it. <laughs> but you know what? I feel that, Newt, because I had to do that myself, man. Like, I was bald for a couple of years. I was shaving my head. And then people was – some of my family was making – like, you know, yeah, they try to talk a little talk. And I'm like, wait a minute now. I can – I can, I'll hawk y'all with my hair growth, okay? I'll show right. y'all what it's like. Man, if I showed right. everybody – if I really showed everybody how long my hair is, people would be bugging on it. So I'm just saying, I feel you. 
I know you ain't gonna go as far as me, but I feel you. I had to do it. Yeah, so dude, I, I grow out every now and again. You know, let them know I still got a hairline there. So hey, we, we still got it like that. Uh, I, I don't. Shout I, out. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, boy. I'm telling y'all, I ain't got it like that. <laughs> we got my man Richard Rush in the building. What is going on, Richard? He's always here. I just yeah. I want to shout him out real quick because he is always here. And he says right now he's working on the Super Bowl spread. Uh, Rich, when you get a minute, man, let me know who you think is going to win. And then on top of that, who's going to win MVP? Let's get right into it, man. Um, we're going to talk about the game, but I want to I want to rehash the heartbreak that we had <laughs> a few weeks ago when the Buffalo Bills lost at home in the divisional round to another team that took an L in the playoffs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we'll start with Big Newt, man. Like, just just going back and looking at it, man. How do you – how have you been coping now? Like, how do you feel? You've been – you over it now or you still got a little bit of – you know, like, how are you feeling? It's hard, man. I've been trying to engulf myself in basketball. You know, I went up to D.C. yesterday. I went to the Wizards-Pacers game. Uh, saw George trying to get UConn. So, I've been trying to watch a lot of basketball to get my mind off of it. Um and we were going to touch on, like, last week, the Pro Bowl festivities. See, I'm old, man. I'm an old man. I ain't young like you guys. And I just that, – that Pro Bowl stuff, man, I, I can't get into it. I know it was packed. Everybody said they liked it. Diggs was doing the uh, pseudo slam dunk contest by doing the catch thing. I, I just can't get into it, man. So, um, I've been trying to cope by watching other sports, man. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to today. I think it's going to be a good game. Obviously, with us on here being represented, the first time the two black quarterbacks go head-to-head for the Super Bowl. So I'm excited about it. And it's also a great opportunity to eat good food and drink good liquor, man. So, hey, I'm happy. Yes, sir. I got my crown waiting on me on ice. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But I feel you because I've been – so I've had the opportunity – I had the the pleasure of going to the the Senior Bowl, which kind of helped, you know – me not having bills to watch, but I'm like you. Um, I know you, I am probably younger, but I don't feel it in my body. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm around there. I don't like the Pro Bowl either. I don't like the the format of it. I don't like, and I, I get that. So I had uh, Naheem Hines on the chat cho- or, or Code of Conduct this past week. And he was saying how he liked it because, you know, a lot of guys, you know, you put your body through all of this stuff all year. And then, you know, so to have the flag football and all that stuff was fun. And it's like, you know, it's, it's light, but you still get to see, a different side of the players and all that stuff. And I'm like, I hear you. Like, and I understand from the player perspective, that's probably actually after the game was played, it sounded like a lot of the players liked it. But for me, I'm like, man, bring back, bring back the, the throwing competition. Cause like now this year, Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl, So he wouldn't have been able to participate, but every year in the preseason, the off season, we always talk about who could throw it the furthest, Josh or Patrick Mahomes. Let's see that you, everybody want to put, um, you know, uh, Justin Herbert in the same class as far as uh, arm talent. Throw him in there. Let's see that. You want to talk about how these guys are fast. Tariq Hill talks crap every summer. Oh, I'm, I'm the fastest man on the planet. Okay, let's do some him versus T. Higgins or him versus Jalen Waddle or him. You know, like, let, let's see the speed that you're talking about against another player. I want to go back to that. And, and last week, Sarah mentioned, Sarah Larson mentioned that they used to put the, had a big guy's, you know, put the straps on the shoulder and pull the trucks. Let's do that. Like, like let's let's see some real. I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of the the, the flag football thing. I feel like that's something for my nieces and nephews to participate in. Not Stefan Diggs. That's just right. how you feel about it, girls. Man, it's uh 
Just like NBA All Star Weekend, man. Who really watches it? To be honest. Uh, Wait, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, I just whoa, said whoa. it. I said don't, it. don't listen. Don't it. take shots at the throne. Just because you watch it. Just because you watch it. The NBA has the best All Star Weekend out of any sport. Let's they not. Pro- let's not. Okay, the dunk contest. Who watches the dunk contest? It's not even just the dunk contest. The skills challenge. The three point they, shootout. They who found it, the that? three point. I do. Everybody does. You I do because mean, you're, you. you're, you're a big NBA head and you watch it all. I'm just saying for me, but no, I man. ain't trying to see it. So, you know, skills competition weekend, Pro Bowl weekend, tomato, tomato. I don't give two Fs. I, <laughs> I, you call me a hater, but uh, I just say I just don't want to see it. Uh, you know, the, the Pro Bowl selection, you know, I don't really care. I don't even think the players care to be rate, uh, rated to the Pro Bowl. Now, if they were to, like, compensate these guys, like, make it mean something, I think then I would actually want to watch it. But mm-hmm. it doesn't It doesn't mean anything. Like, you guys play sports. Like, who wants to just play pickup all the time? It, it don't mean nothing. You know, so that that's just kind of my school of thought on it. Uh, Sarah says I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure y'all do, man, but I'm just not one to get into it, to be honest. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on the NBA comment too much longer, but I will tell you not, not to be funny. I think the thing that the NBA does better that I wish the NFL would do. So one of the things that the NBA does, they also they they put or they make sure to include the WNBA players. They make sure to include uh, the players of the past. So they have retired guys coming in. They do like the three on three games where mm-hmm. you know you got all of these celebrity games, and you know if if like a couple of years ago the hottest comedian in the world was Kevin Hart. He played in the tournament. He got MVP. Like it just, they found a way to connect with the culture uh, in several cultures, not just like any one particular, but they found a way to really connect with their audience and and make it feel like this is the weekend that you need to be in town for. Big Newt, you had something to say? Yeah, I just wanted to answer. I agree with everything he's saying right there. So my thing is, I mean, I guess I'm a traditionalist. Once again, I'm going to be 50 this year. I mean, I understand that we got to do all these things for, um, concussions and we look at a player safety but I would rather have less games and have a real game at the end of the year because the, the reason why it works with the NBA because NBA is built on individualism it's built on star where football is the ultimate team sport so if we could get all the best players to play in a real game like they used to play see all this stuff just came along lately where they all right well we're gonna have the uh we're going to have a Pro Bowl, but the guys don't want to play. And when they do play, they only going half speed. What about when mm-hmm. I – y'all remember when uh, our punter got his head knocked off by Sean Taylor? Like, yeah, man. Bring it back. And once again, I'm not talking about more, but I'm just saying I want to see a real football game with the best players. And like you said, you got you to gotta, uh, monetize it and give them initiative to do it. All right? So put a million dollars up. I guarantee every a million or two million. Everybody's gonna want to do it, and they're gonna go, um, they're gonna go balls to the wall and try to win that money in a real game where it's real hitting, it's physicality, and I think that'll draw people back into it. I got one. That's what I do to it. Give everybody who plays a million dollars and the MVP five mil. The league is a billion dollar revenue. Plus a year, they can make that happen. I would, I would sign up for that. I would love to see that, man. Let me ask you this. Let me first of all, that's a lot of money, Sterles. No, first of all, but (laughs) (laughs) but let me ask you this. How would you feel about if, um, because obviously, so the draft is coming up. You know, how about if we took 
the number one draft selection team and the number two draft selection team, and they go head to head over that number one or two draft spot. Oh, I now I know, I, I get it. it. You know, I get it. You have, I mean, free agents coming up, or you got people that's not going to be on the team next year, but you're under contract for this year until the end of the NFL season. Let's let. So, who's one and two this year? Uh, whoever, the Bears the, and the Houston Texans. Oh yeah. So no, so the Bears and the Texans. Y'all play. And the winner of the game gets the number one draft pick selection and the loser gets the two or something like just something that'd be competitive. And that might not make sense. But I mean, I feel like, yeah, call it like the toilet bowl or something like that. I don't know, but it'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. And they should. And and with that idea, they should give these players, I think, extra uh, compensation to play in the game as such. Uh, or, or sort of some injury protections and, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, the, the NFL I, the NFL has more money than we all realize. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, the more you pour into the players, I think it's better for the product of the NFL. And I think you'll get more viewership and buy-in. No, I agree, I agree with both of you wholeheartedly. So, um, yep. Let's let's uh let's pivot now because like the Pro Bowl, like I said, we, we don't have to talk much on that because the, the Pro Bowl is, is it is what it is. Sarah says the players don't care about draft picks, and I understand that. But the thing is they're under contract until the end of the year. So even whether they care or not, you are if if this is something that they, they do, it's one of those things where it's like you're you're now coaches can choose to sit players, you know, mm-hmm. if players are are not able to play for injury or whatever, fine, so be it. But at the same time, you're under contract. That's like me saying, you know. Hey, well, it's about to be a three-day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I ain't about to go. I'm not about to play on uh on. I'm not going to work Friday. Uh, guess what? You don't show up to work. You don't get your vacation pay. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna pop in on Friday. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on Friday. Ten minutes early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go see me, and I'll bring donuts. You know, I'm just saying. It's like it's one of those things where it's like these guys. I, I get it. We're fans, and we look at these guys a certain way, but. It's a job. It's their job. So I, I would I would suggest something like that, or, or maybe I mean it, it doesn't have to be that in particular. But I'm saying something a little different to us watching uh, big guys throw water balloons at each other and stuff like right. that. Like I just to me it's just not as enjoyable. And um, yeah, but whatever. Moving on, moving on. So um, I do want to talk briefly about the Buffalo Bills and, and off season plans. Like I said, I went to the uh, Senior Bowl. I got a chance to look at some some guys that I personally. Um, I'm going to take a, a deeper look at before the draft. I don't know much about college, so we're, we're not going to have that conversation. But what I do want to talk about is, okay, big decisions to be made. Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. There's a lot of guys after those guys, too, who are also free agents. And the Buffalo Bills do not have a ton of cap space. They can convert some contracts to make it happen. But wh- wh- who are we keeping? Who are we letting go? What are we going to do? Who are like who are free agent targets? Who are uh, targets that you both are looking at in the draft? Let's start with Sterles on this one, just swing it back down to Big Newt. Yeah, man. Uh, so I would say, you know, you got Porter's going to walk, man. I, I just – I think you got to bring back Tremaine. You can't bring everybody back. And I, I want Porter to be back. But you, the reality is <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah. Tremaine, Tremaine's got to come back. I, and, and, and to be honest, I would trade out Oliver. I would trade his butt um, and, and draft a third. I, I, I would draft you a trade second his or butt? third. I'm Southern. Hey, you shut up. You know I'm Southern. <laughs> so it comes out. Y'all been rocking me for years. Y'all know I'm from the South. So the, the, the Southernness, it just comes out. But, hey, I I, I, I signed Tremaine Edmonds. Poirier probably is going to walk. And I trade at Oliver, like, today. 
<laughs> if I could, I'd trade him today. I just think he's re- – we've seen what he's about. A good good guy. He's a solid starter, but to be drafted ninth overall, you're just not getting that impact. I think you can go get a, a, a Siaki Ika uh, from Baylor in the third round and kind of just mat- get the pr- same production. I mean, there's uh, some other top defensive interior and linemen that you could get in the third round that that are bigger. You know, and Oliver's an undersized defensive tackle. So uh, those are just some of the, you know, the things that I think and I'll be sharing as we uh, go more in the offseason. Big new. Yeah, Jay, uh, we talked about it this week on our pod, the JBD Big News Show. Check it out if you don't subscribe. But uh, we talked about that in depth this week. Uh, there is some salary cap manipulation that we could do. The salary cap went up uh, last week, uh, so it's more money in hand, but we're pressed against the cap. Josh Allen and a few more people could rearrange and restructure their contracts to where they uh, base salary get moves to signing bonuses. So it's money to be there, and I agree with you. The first order of business to me is bring back Tremaine Evans. I know a lot of people don't like him. Oh, he don't do this, do that. The kid is too young and too athletic to give up on. Yep. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I didn't make a poster board, but I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that, man. Uh, he's too young. He's too athletic to let go. And you need to do everything you can to try to keep our draft picks. Um, and with that being said, I think Poirier is going to look for a payday. I would love to have him back, but it's going to be at the money that somebody else will uh, pay him. All right. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I think he's going to probably uh, walk in free agency. Um I think that would be a blow to our defense. We saw once he did not play what we looked like. Um, so that would be a blow that we need to fix uh, with Leslie Frazier and the rest of and McDermott with the defense. But um, I'm with you, man. And as far as uh, filling people in, I mean, uh, I know you went to the senior bowl and stuff, but I just – we need to fix our own line. <clears throat> and I tweeted mm-hmm. about it last week. Now, the uh, reserves got put into the uh, Pro Bowl. We got three Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Who would have thunk that? Because if you watch us play, and once again, I'm not trying to kick us in the gonads here, but they did not play like we had three Pro Bowl linemen. I mean, can we? Yeah. I'm sure we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. We need to fix our offensive line. We need somebody better. Was there somebody at the Singer Bowl that looks better than Spencer Brown? Is there yeah. somebody there that looks better than Ryan Banks? We need to fix that. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can, you can ask the question three times, and I'm going to say yes. Just, okay. <laughs> Spence, you stupid, dog. You stupid. <laughs> he didn't even think about it. Knew. He was like, yes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, because when you really think about it and you go back and you just kind of reflect on the year that the Buffalo Bills had, and it's like out of everything, you just want Josh to be protected. And I get it. Like you look at certain stats and you look at certain metrics and it's like, well, Josh had X amount of time to throw. Yeah. Because he's a genius. And like, he's a freak of nature when it comes to certain things, his body, and he can kind of move around in a pocket. He extends plays and he does all of those other things. So yeah, that number before he throws, it, it looks like he has time. But when you watch the game, like we do every week, you watch every single play, Josh Allen was running for his life every week this week. Every week, and it's just, and then you go back to and you look at the last game of the year, the last game that we played. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott say it every single year the last game of the year pretty much reflects who you are as a team and it shows exactly where you are. If that's the case, strip it down, yeah, strip it down. And I don't mean strip it down like start from Brandon. There, we have things in place. But that offensive line, strip it down. It ain't it ain't what it's supposed to be. You got to protect Josh Allen. After Stefan Diggs 
strip it down. We need receivers. We need a, a wide receiver, too. I love Gabriel Davis. He could be wide receiver three. Or may, maybe he is a wide receiver, too. But maybe we're using him wrong. Stop stop using him only for downfield passes. Use him in the slot sometime. Use him for shorter passes. Use him uh, – I, I don't even know. You could use him in drag routes. You could use him – so many different ways that you could use a player like Gabriel Davis where you're not throwing a 40-yard bomb that he has a 40% chance to catch. Got to figure it out. Can I say something real quick? Yes, and sir. I don't want to hear Brandon Bean this year saying we're taking the best player available. I'm going to call him to the carpet if that happens. We, get, we have specific needs that we can address in one year. Ask mm -hmm. Kansas City. They fixed their O-line in one year. Ask Cincinnati Bengals. They fixed their low line in one year. You could fix, like, these problems that we have, a glaring need that we all agree on, could be done in one year. You could fix your own line and you could find a number two receiver. Those mm -hmm. things will put us over the top. So I don't I miss me with that, Brandon B. Oh, we're going to take the best player available. We're going to take a, if we take a running back or something crazy in the first round, oh, I'm going to be talking about it on my show, bro. Hey. I'm with you because I normally one of the things that I've been saying, too, and somebody tried to say, I think you're just emotional right now because the bill's lost. But I really I don't feel like I'm as emotional as I used to be, like in earlier years when I started doing the pod. Like, I feel like now doing the pod is kind of giving me the opportunity to look at things from a realistic standpoint mm -hmm. and really and really try to break things down from that perspective. I, honest to God, man. We we praise Brandon Bean in Buffalo. Oh, big baller Bean. He's the best GM in the world. He's a wizard with contracts. He he's his his eye for talent is remarkable. We do and then you look at the last three draft classes. And then you look at the amount of players that's still on the roster, or you look at the guys that are on the roster but haven't been playing or you look at the guys that we haven't been able to develop into stars and then you turn around and you look at a team like Kansas City granted they had holes that they had to fill immediately so rookies had to play but you look at how in that AFC championship game every single player from their draft last year made an impact every single player and you had games where I mean, it was a stretch of period where we did a period. I, I, I can't talk this morning, but we had a, a time there this season where Kyrie Elam didn't even play. He was a healthy scratch several games. I'm, don't get me started on our linebacker that we drafted early. Don't get me started on. You, you get where I'm going with this? Like yeah. we, you look at uh, Shakir, Khalil Shakir. How many games did he start and play? Why? Yeah. And I, I think that I think what you bring up is that's the problem. You know, uh, we could talk about how this roster before the season, we talked about how good this roster was. We got depth in so many areas, this, this, and that, and the other. But the fact of the matter is, what 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 did that prove? What did that get us? It didn't get us anywhere. You talk about the defensive line, and I think that defensive line is what we should be really skeptical about when you take an Epinesa and a Basham and don't get yeah. any anything out of them that that yeah. that that hurts right you you taking spencer brown in the third I, i'm just not a big fan of spencer brown right now he really he, i didn't see a jump from year one to year two uh and so you, you know the the draft that they've been having uh the past three years like you mentioned hasn't been really good and then terrell bernard in the third round last year which i was very skeptical of on buffalo rumblings on air when they made the pick and I'm just like, that don't make sense to me because, you know, Terrell Bernard, in my opinion, was like a, he's a six round linebacker. Why are you take him in the third? So uh, 
I, I think that, you know, we always hear it, the Bills come due. And, and I think the Bills came due. Uh, it was evident in the playoffs this past season. And I, and I want to finish up by saying, mm-hmm. man, hey, y'all see the NFL Awards Thursday night? The, the uh, New York Jets had the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. So now you ask me how I feel about Buffalo, I'm, I'm kind of scared. I'm scared because other people are getting better. Like, this was supposed to be our time. Now, granted, as long as we have Josh Allen and he stays healthy, I think we're going to be competitive. But other people are drafting well, and their rosters are looking good. I think our roster is a deep roster. But we do have glaring holes that that I feel like we've been talking for two years now. That's that's, that's why I get upset. We've been talking about this. And it's everybody from us to Mel Kuyper to people on NFL Network. And not to cut you off there, but but the point that you're making is 100% accurate. It's like you're looking at what other teams are doing, and you're looking, at, and then you're saying if we could keep Josh Allen active, uh, healthy. But guess what? We've seen this year that we weren't able. To, he played through it, but yeah. we're not able to keep him healthy because we can't protect. That injury happened in the pocket. It didn't happen when he was scrambling. It didn't happen when he was flipping over people. It happened in the pocket when he was trying to throw the ball. The, the yeah. first year as a rookie when he got injured, same injury. It happened when he was in the pocket trying to throw the ball. So at some point, it's like, look, you're seeing all these teams. And that, so after the, directly after this, we got the uh, Hump Day Hotline coming up with Joe Miller. And one of the things that we're going to talk about as well is like we're, we're talking about, yeah, as long as we have Josh, you know, is we're competitive. But, hey, other teams have quarterbacks, too. Joe Burrow now has made it to the AFC Championship twice. He's made it to the Super Bowl. He lost, but he made it to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, it, the conversation was Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those two are unicorns. They, they are the, now you got Joe Burrow in the conversation. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm going to need y'all to, to really pay attention to what they're doing out down there in Florida with the Jaguars, too. Don't forget they got Calvin Ridley coming with that, that offense as well. Then you're talking about Justin Herbert made the playoffs for the first time. He's going to continue to get better. You have other quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is in the Super Bowl. I get it. He's NFC, but are these other quarterbacks catching up with what we expect Josh Allen to be? We need to do better. And then don't be the team. Don't be, don't be the Green Bay Packers where you have an Aaron Rodgers who you know is phenomenal at the quarterback position, but you don't get weapons in the draft form. Don't be that, yeah. don't be that team. You we got step, we traded for Stefan Dick. You did. But then what what moves have we made to continue to make this offense dominant? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
I'm sorry to interrupt your big new. Continue your point. Yeah, I just no, want to yeah. interject there. <laughs> hey, preach, preach, tabernacle. I went to said tabernacle. And it's like, and it's like I've been answering a lot of calls and emails and texts about Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs ain't gonna keep on taking these uh these early exits, bruh. He ain't gonna keep it. I mean, I ain't never met the brother, but you can just tell by his on field behavior. He's not gonna keep catching these L. So it's pressure. And it's funny because I, I want to say this last thing. When we're gonna talk about the draft and stuff, and you be at the bar, you be with a bunch of people, and they talk about the draft and be like, man, I don't like that pick. I'll never forget when uh EJ Manuel got uh draft. And everybody was like, man, I don't like that pick up. And then other people like, oh, man, let him do it. That's why they get paid for it. You're just sitting there drinking beer and uh, watching with us. You, they get paid to do this. Yeah, okay. That's why they get paid the big money, Brandon Bean. They're going to call you the carpet when other rosters are getting better. GMs win Super Bowl. That's why when you have Super Bowl winners, uh, GM, like this, our Super Bowl team, the GM got, Poland got in the uh, Hall of Fame, our coach got in the Hall of Fame, everybody gets on. It's a team thing. It ain't just the quarterback in, in, in most cases, except for Dan Marino, right? Yeah. But I yeah. think Shooter got in. But anyway, I digress. The point is the organization get in. So for Josh Allen to be successful, Brandon B and Sean McDermott got to be Hall of Fame people too. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to keep a buck with you, man. Damn that Hall of Fame. I get it. As a, as a player, individually, it's one of the highest honors you could ever get for your career. I get that. You can talk about the Hall of Fame later for everybody who retires. Right now, I want a doggone Super Bowl for the Buffalo Bills. I'm tired of getting – and I get it. We're competitive. And we had the 17-year drought, and people – we you forgot where you was just five years ago. I get it. I, I get it. We're better. We're competitive now. We're having fun. I enjoy having a season where we can go 13 and three or 14 and three. I enjoy winning almost every week because it makes the year, it, it feels better when you're a winner. I get it. But at that end of the year, man, when you have a game like that, I got, I got dragged, man. I got dragged because I, tr I put some of that blame on Josh Allen too for the loss. But the thing is, at the end of the year, I'm tired of losing. Yeah. I want to win the last game. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Let's move on. We got the biggest game of the year today. <laughs> and we're not playing. <laughs> we got the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs are in Glendale, Arizona, and they are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, as it was mentioned earlier, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes going up against Jalen Hurts as, as man, two young, phenomenal talents. I don't know who I want to root for here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you who I bet on. I bet on the Chiefs to win. Uh, but I don't particularly like it. I don't like rooting for either of these teams. I'm going to be honest with you. It hurts my feelings. Uh, but big new, who who you seeing today? How do you how do you feel about this matchup, dude? I I feel exactly like you feel. Like I'm not rooting for either one because I want either brother to win the the uh, Super Bowl, right? So it's not that. But what my eyes tell me is the Eagles have been looking dominant, and they looking like they're peaking at the right time, right? But then on the other side, it's kind of like you. If I was, I'm not a betting man because I don't feel like I'm that lucky, but if I had to bet money, I would bet on the Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes. And so now it's kind of like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is already what? One and two? No, he's one and one in Super Bowls, right? One, one, lost one. So if he loses today, that means he's one and two. And so, like I said, I talked about this on my pod. That's why I was hoping Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl and got his team kicked in because then that would have been two losses for him. So now they start talking about Cincinnati Bengals like they talked about us in the 90s. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, they mm -hmm. can't get it done. I don't want anybody to surpass Josh Allen. I need Josh Allen to be there. But if these young quarterbacks win, like if Mahomes win another one, it's kind of like, dang, like they talk about him greatest of all time. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I'm like you. I feel like on paper, the way the Eagles has been playing the last month, the way that roster constructed, if you go by position by position and give letter grades, you're going to give every position a plus over the Chiefs except for quarterback position. But Jalen Hurts is an A quarterback too. So I would think that on paper, if everything, if they play well, Philly will run away with this. But Mahomes, man, if Mahomes plays super, I think he could come out with a win. See, I, 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 I'll let Cheryl's go real quick, but I kind of I, I slightly disagree about what you're saying with the Eagles. I think the Eagles, uh, they, they absolutely this season benefited from one of the easiest schedules of the year. And I just... I think a lot of people are sleeping on Kansas City's defense. I think I, I just think based on what I feel like I know about the team, their defensive linemen, when you when you and Chris Jones and then you add that yeah, Frank Clark situation and you add like I just think they're yeah, a lot better than people give them credit for. And then I just find it hard to believe that Patrick I, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes, man. I just can't. Stros, where are you at with it? Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that coaches and GM win Super Bowls. I think a quarterback gets you to one. And when I look at these two clubs, you know, I feel like the the Chiefs, they have the edge in coaching in this matchup. But the Eagles have a better roster. Um, you know, I'm still waiting for Jalen Hurts to really separate himself from a passing performance. I think, you know, the the running and, and he's a great he's great at his craft. But he's going to have to start doing some things that separate him from a, from playing the quarterback position, if that makes sense. And I've been saying it all year. Um, I think he's, you know, the, we, we talk about Jalen Hurst like he threw 40 touchdowns, and he didn't. You know, 22 and 5 is what his stat line uh, is. So, you know, I think there's some growth there. But I can, you know, I, I think the – if I'm looking at it from Newt's perspective, I see where you're going with that. You definitely – I'd be okay if Patrick Mahomes won this Super Bowl – like if Jalen Hurts comes in and wins this Super Bowl, that 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 that's gonna put I think it puts more pressure on the Buffalo Bills because of the lack of the the job that Brandon Bean has done the past few years. Like Harry Roseman has taken a roster that was really bad a few in a few years and and hit on draft picks, right? And and the Bills have not hit on draft picks, so it, it's glaring that there there needs to be improvement there. So if I'm a betting man, I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this one, even though they're the enemy in, in a sense. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm okay with Mahomes winning another Super Bowl. The dude's great. I, it always, but like I, I don't know. I can't be that petty, man. Like because. I, I understand why, you know, the Chiefs are the enemy because at one point, like I said earlier, it was Josh versus Patrick Mahomes. Like, it was like, these are the two guys at the top. Now I feel like, man, there's so many teams with young quarterbacks that I feel like, you know, you look at the divisional round where the Bills lost. Look at the quarterbacks that were active that weekend. There's so many teams around the league now where I feel like it's not Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen no more. So to me, it's like, I don't even right. look at the Chiefs as that, that enemy anymore because it's like you know what the Chiefs are just better man like they surpassed us it is what it is like yeah. we tried to catch up and we we didn't catch up we didn't surpass them so I mean I'm, I'm actually I, I feel like I'm, I'm gonna change my tune a bit and I, I'm gonna I'm a root for the, the Chiefs today man I, I just can't because I don't see them as as that enemy no more I can't do it I do agree with what you said about Hurts I think a lot of people talk about him like he is a Patrick Mahomes like he's out there just balling he look the, the dude is talented no hate in my heart for him he, he's the, but the Eagles are one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. 
I think the Eagles and the, the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I think if the 49ers had another quarterback active or if they, you know, if if um their third string original third string quarterback didn't get injured, I think the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl today. I really yeah. do. I really do. So, I don't know, man. I just I just I find it hard, man. This is the so without Tariq Hill, Patrick Mahomes has had his best most efficient season out of every year when he before he had Tariq Hill and Kelsey this has been the best year you've seen from Mahomes as far as statistics, as far as his efficiency, as far as the play calling. As far, I just I can't bet against the dude. And now his right. ankle is his ankle one hundred percent. We don't know. Big news. We don't know. No, we don't know about the ankle ankle yet. But I just wanted to say, like, I I don't hate Mahomes, but the we beat him in a regular season. And we didn't get a chance to beat him in the playoffs. So now that storyline is going to carry into next year. Can we get it done? Can we beat a Joe Burrow or Mahomes in a playoff situation when it counts? Not in the regular season, but in the playoffs. And so when I say it from that standpoint, how I look at the game is through the Bills' eyes. You see what I'm saying? So now and we all speak about the Bills. That's our job. So now we got to talk about those storylines, and it makes our job hard. So I guess I'm looking at it from more of a holistic view. I I don't mind. I mean, I think Mahomes' brother's a little weird, but I mean, I don't mind Mahomes, and it, I just don't want you don't want another dynasty on your clock. You you see what I'm saying? If Mahomes mm-hmm. win two, three Super Bowls, and other people now those are the people we got to get Josh Allen through. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how I look at it. I'm looking at it from the Bill standpoint of how can we get past these teams? Because they study winning, and we're still here, you know? So it just makes our job harder in my in my, uh, in my eyes. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, man. It, it's, it's, it's hard to be here. Like, I think we, we're so used to being uh, overlooked for so long, and now we're on the platform. Right. We're talking like everybody else. But I still think, you know, we we just aren't at the top yet. We we still got some some hurdles to jump through. I'm not worried about Josh Allen. I'm worried about what's surrounding him. Like we talked about offensive right. line. We put right. too much uh, resources in the defense that's not really working. Von Miller, sign him. He gets hurt, not his fault. You know, I mean, I can go on and on and on. I just think that, you know, if I have any consolation, it's this. I feel like Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, they want to be better. They, I think – the things that we're saying, they know, they, they feel it, they know it. And I hope that this is the off season where they rise to the occasion. I was talking to Spence, man, we were talking what three, four weeks ago. And I said, Hey, this is, this will be the most important draft that the bills have had in the last, you know, since drafting Josh Allen, if they don't get this right. uh, It's you're, you're going to, like you said, Newt, the jets are going to be creeping at the door and they already are. I totally agree. (sighs) Okay. All right, let's um, because it, it just <laughs> where the crown at, <laughs> bro. It just bugs me so much, man. Like it, it almost it it just it literally just breaks your heart. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's just because. And I'll tell you what, and, and then we can move on from this and kind of talk about you know some other things. So, you know what? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say two things. One, can we can we stop? with this uh Stefan Diggs is a diva conversation and that his his honesty please. and his emotions are a problem. Can we please stop with this? I know it's not you, Nude. I know it's not you, Sterling, yeah. but I'm I'm seeing a lot of this now because Stefan Diggs has been honest throughout the week uh as he traveled radio role out in Glendale at the Super Bowl where he's he's answering questions honestly. They asked him about um you know the 
the end of the game where he stood in front of Josh and was like this, like, what's going on? And he just said, like, look, the first nine, ten weeks of the season, we had a formula to win games and it was easy. And it felt like we were just doing things a certain way where it was. And then we got away from that. And then in the playoffs, it, it, we absolutely got away from that. And things just were more difficult. And I want to be that guy. And I've been the guy. Can we please stop with this? Somebody compared him yesterday on my timeline. Dude, <laughs> they compared him to Antonio Brown. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> oh, 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 let me tell you, I like if 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 looks could kill, right? Yeah. When I saw that tweet, if if my look could go through the phone into their phone <laughs> and then get to them, it would be like, oh, Spence is on trial right now because I man, that was one of the worst. How do you compare? First of all, the fact that we have a passionate star player on offense to pair with Josh Allen. We should, we should go ahead and respond to that, Newt. I don't even want to keep going. Go ahead and respond. I, to I that. saw that, man. Hey, and you and you a good man, bro. Because if, if that was on my timeline, I don't know what I would have did, bro. I don't know what I would have <laughs> did. I, and it's funny, man, because one of my sayings in life is everyone wants to eat hamburger, but nobody wants to slaughter the cow, right? Mm. It's like you want transparency, you want people to be real. That's why media is so big, that's why we do what we do. But then when an athlete is real, people don't know how to take it. I love it. I mean, I played college football. I played arena football. I mean, I didn't make it to the NFL, but I mean, I love it. I love when an athlete is transparent, even if it's something I don't want to hear. Because most of the time when you stick your mic in front of an athlete, they're just going to give you the PR. They've been coached up to say those things. But when mm-hmm. you see Stephon Diggs, let me tell you something. Stephon Diggs is the main reason why we're where we're at. It ain't just Josh. Like, don't get me wrong. Josh Allen cold. Brian Davis was cold as our OC. But if uh, somebody having a leader, okay, that's going to lead the troops when things are down, that's what Stephon Diggs do. That's why everybody was like, well, would you rather have Jefferson instead of Diggs? And, I, and Jefferson is going to probably go on to be a Hall of Fame receiver. Mm-hmm. But no, what we needed was Stephon Diggs. We couldn't take a, a rookie receiver and put him on the Buffalo Bills and think that he's going to have the same impact that Diggs do as far as a leadership concern and rallying the troops. I love it. When we lost to the Chiefs two years ago and he was out in the field and he watched all the confetti come down and stuff. I love that, man, because I want you to feel like – I want to feel like that you hurt like I hurt after we lose. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. If I got one or two catches, I'm like, what the hell? Because my thing is this. As a player, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get deep, deep in the weeds. If, you, if Josh Allen threw a gang of interceptions this year, if you're going to throw interceptions, dadgummit, you better throw interceptions throwing it to me. So if we lose, it's like a gunfight. If you lose, empty out, the, empty out the clip, bro. Yeah, that's it. Empty out the gun clip. And I feel like we left meat on the bone. We didn't do it. If Diggs don't have eight, nine, ten catches, then that's, to me, that's the problem. Cheryl's? Yeah, I mean, just as much as we love Stefan Diggs, I think the, it's the, the glaring, uh, you know, cat in the room is we ain't got nothing after Stefan Diggs, and that's a problem. And they got to get some help. You need an, a real number two receiver that can run intermediate routes, and, and separate at the top of stems and so forth. And they ain't got that. And that's why the Bills had to throw the ball down the field all day because they don't have they didn't have Gabriel Davis to be able to 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 break somebody down and catch a you know five yard out or or a zig route or, or whatever. We we just didn't have that number two receiver. 
right? So I think the glaring need is get a real number two wide receiver, move Gabe Davis to four, sign Cole Beasley to play in the slot, and I think you got a shot. But if we go in the next season with just, oh, yeah, we just going to throw it to Diggs 10 times a game, okay, well, what about the other 20 attempts? What, what are we going to do then? We get mm-hmm. Dawson Knox every other week. We, we, we're going to uh, be hopeful that Isaiah McKenzie catches the clutch ball on the third down, and we're going to pray that Jamison Crowder doesn't get hurt. Like, I'm sick and tired of this mosh posh. I'm just going to throw stuff at wide receiver, and I'm just going to throw stuff at offensive line and just think it's going to work. Like, I'm sick and tired of that mess. Like, that's the that's the thing about Brandon being in this, this regime that I'm really tired of. Like, you need to go, like, don't be Aaron Rodgers or don't be the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers like Spence mentioned earlier in the show. Like, you need to go get real people, get real dudes. Like, because I'm sick and tired of this. You know, you work at Wegmans, you could play wide receiver stuff. <laughs> it's just, and, and for me, it's frustrating because so so uh, growing up in Buffalo, we obviously didn't have a basketball team. So typically you were like a, a Raptors fan, uh, a Knicks fan or Cleveland. So I grew up my favorite position. I played point guard when I was in high school and all that stuff. So my favorite player growing up was Magic Johnson. So I became a Lakers fan. I got spoiled as a basketball fan. We're a championship franchise. You know what I mean? So so for me, when you're talking about being spoiled as a fan and then baseball i'm in buffalo how many fans in buffalo aren't fans of yankees right how many fans in buffalo so again i'm spoiled when it comes to championships and then all of a sudden the buffalo bills are everything that we we went to four super bowls in a row in the 90s can't win one but we praise those dudes and we talk about those dudes like they're like which is fine i'm not i'm not saying this from a position of hate what i'm saying is we praise those dudes but they didn't get it done and now we're gonna sit here and we have a guy on our team that has the fire and the passion in him to push everybody around him to get over that hump. He's not happy. He's not complacent. He doesn't want to make it to the playoffs every year. He doesn't want to just be competitive every year. He doesn't want to be 13 and three. He wants to hold up the Lombardi trophy in Glendale down the street. It's this way from me. Like really you go through the wall. It's right there. He wants to be holding up that Lombardi. He don't want to be a visitor watching them win of the booths with his family. He wants to be playing on the field and he wants to win the last game of the season. And we're going to, man, Buffalo fans, I love y'all, but y'all know, make right? me so mad. Y'all try to run out the, the year after year. Like, go back and think about it, man. We run out, ta- we ran out Cole Beasley. Now he yep. came back on different reasons. We ran Cole Beasley out of Buffalo. We've run other guys out of, but like, let's stop. Let's just love our guys and let these guys. One of the things I do like about Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott is that they let the players be themselves. And yep. Regardless of what you think, Stefan Diggs is being honest. And as a media personality, I love it. As a fan Hell of the yeah. game, I love it. Because I want to know what's going on in your head at the end of the game when you're standing like this in front of Josh. Is that really beef? Or are you just saying, man, what the heck is going on? I want to know that conversation. So let's 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 cut my man Diggs some slack. Hey, can you okay. can we also can we also say that that Josh Allen is better than Jim Kelly? I, I'm sorry, but he is. And people come I said at that me two with years that, ago. But, but Josh Allen, we got a better quarterback in this era than the Bills had in the in the 90s. And I don't want to see it wasted. Yeah, I don't want to see it wasted. Listen, so so Jim Kelly, let's just say Andre Reed was was Jim Kelly's Stefan Diggs, right? Where is where is Josh Allen's Thurman Thomas? Where is Josh Allen's uh Lofton? Where is Josh Allen? You know what I'm saying? So like now. Yeah. Jim was great. Jim was great. I'm not so again when for I sure. make that comparison, sure. there's no diss to Jim. Hall of Fame quarterback led us to, to a few Super Bowls. I love him. Josh Allen is that dude. We ain't never seen nothing like this in Buffalo. We ain't never seen nothing like this in Buffalo. So yeah, y'all, y'all, 
I've been saying this for two years, man. I, w- I don't know if you remember. I was the one when we were part of Buffalo Fanatics. I was the one that said I wouldn't trade Josh Allen for, for Patrick Mahomes. For and Patrick it was like Mahomes. Yeah, I remember crazy. that. I remember that. I remember that. It was like special. Yep. Everybody in the chat, Joe. Uh, Pierre, everybody in the chat was like, Spence, you crazy as hell. What do you mean you wouldn't trade for Patrick Mahomes? I said what I said, damn it. Josh is that dude. Newt, stand, you got stand, to stand on, and stand on that today. I wouldn't trade Josh Allen for Patrick Mahomes today. I, I just feel like Josh Allen does more. I'm sorry, but he does more with less. Mm-hmm. Newt don't agree. I can see his face. He I know, like, I know people don't like it, but... <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean he's like hey, well, I, I, crazy. I, I, well, I keep it real bro i don't make enough money to censor myself if you told me i could have andy reed and patrick mahomes i'm taking no, not andy no, reed. no not andy reed no no nope patrick mahomes for josh allen that's the, that was the conversation because the thing is yeah andy reed is one of the best offensive minds in the world i feel like right Everybody, I need both. Yo, give, give me, me Andy Reid with Josh it. Allen. You can't no. do it. You can't give, have both. No, I, and I tell you why I'm saying this. Give me Andy Reid with Josh Allen, because I still give think Josh Allen is game better changer. than Patrick Mahomes. I agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, can can and, I say and this and real no, quick? Go for I, it. Can I say this real quick? I want you guys to notice how much pre-snap motion and how much variance the Chiefs have in that offense and how they use Travis Kelsey and their weapons, that we don't have that in our offense here in Buffalo. Like, I watched maybe six or seven Chiefs games this year and just look how Andy Reid constructs that offense. Like, when it comes to play construction and a playbook, there is no – even with Brian Dable here – Andy Reid is 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 top of the line. Like so, when Patrick Mahomes, like I love that you mentioned, I want Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and we can't have that. But you, if you put, you know, Josh Allen with Andy Reid, just look at just look at what Andy Reid did with Donovan yeah. McNabb, who was less yeah. talented than Josh Allen. I'm telling yeah. you, what he did that. with Alex yeah. Smith. Look at what he did with Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, people I don't know. Really so yeah, no, Newt, I'm with you. If if we could have Andy Reid, then yes, but but no, I'm still not trading Josh Allen for and not this isn't a slide at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the two-time league MVP. Absolutely. Probably today right. gonna be the two-time Super Bowl MVP. You know, like so no hate for, for Patrick Mahomes, but there are things that Josh Allen can do that Patrick Mahomes can't. I don't think there's anything that Patrick Mahomes can do that Josh can't. And that's just I me. agree with that. I agree with that. One thing I gotta bring up though, we need to pay attention to how he matures this next year. The further you get away from Brian Dable, I hope he doesn't start regressing. Because can we admit this year, it was a down year compared to the year before. So I when you're off. About that. I don't know. I don't know. About Look that. how many interceptions he threw. You better yeah, keep an eye on it. From a percentage standpoint, it, 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 interception it's percentage, it was, it's about the same. It's about like two tenths of a, a difference. I think. I think he had one more what, this year. Let's think about what he did from just having a new offensive coordinator. That that really wasn't Brian Dable's offense. And look at the weapons he had. Like he really didn't have much. So I think the first six to eight weeks, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, this is great. But then the team started to figure it out, and they never really. Change from that. They they just this is this is what happens when you have people who don't listen. I'm sorry, I gotta I gotta break this. Raven for life. So obviously he's a Ravens fan in Buffalo. This dude just said Allen is better than Mahomes. Please tell me, rewind this and tell me when I said Allen is better than Mahomes. Nobody said that. 
I said, as a Bills fan, I'm not trading Allen for Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is top notch. There's a reason why he's the two-time league MVP. There's a reason why he's won a Super Bowl. I'm telling you, as a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm not trading Patrick Mahomes for Josh Allen. What I do think is that Josh Allen has a, a physical attribute to his game that Patrick Mahomes does not have. Patrick Mahomes is not running over your linebackers. He's not jumping over your cornerbacks. That's not what Patrick Mahomes do. Josh Allen can run for 700 yards in a season when Patrick Mahomes will not. So you also look at the passing statistics. Josh Allen can do everything that Patrick Mahomes can do, but the decision-making from the offensive coordinator position is different than what they have out there in Kansas City. So when you're looking at the offense that the Buffalo Bills throw out there, it does not put Josh Allen in the best position to be successful. They do put Patrick Mahomes in the best position to be successful. That's the difference what I'm saying. So Raven for Life 716, please listen to what we say and don't just put words in our mouth. That ain't what it is. I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm rooting for him to win today. Thank you. Go ahead, Big Newt or Sterles. I forget who was talking. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think we, I don't think we, we said that at all. But, uh, but people are gonna t- cherry pick and stuff like that. But I, yeah, again, yeah. I'd rather have yeah. Josh Allen than Patrick Mahomes. I just think that Josh Allen does more. Uh, so, but Patrick Mahomes is great too. So, anyway, moving on. Hell, moving right along. You just here. asked that Ravens yeah. fan, what are you gonna do about Lamar Jackson? I heard they're franchising. I hear crickets. <laughs> they doing Lamar Jackson so wrong. They doing Lamar Jackson dirty, so wrong. They, dirty. they they didn't give this man a number one wide receiver his whole rookie contract, and now they want to blame him for it being difficult to bring a top talent in or when you have to pay your quarterback. Miss me, man. Miss me. So te- you need to text him back and say, hey, you're going to have another year like this. You're here to play at the beginning. He's going to sit out once the end comes. So If they don't now, trade him, and then he's going to be yeah. at the bottom of the AFC North. Because I tell you what. Kenny Pickett, the jury's still out. He's not as he's not the top notch. Deshaun Watson is going to be better next year. I don't care what nobody oh, says. Sure. I know we hate him. I know we don't like what he did off. He's playing football in the NFL now for Cleveland. He's going to be better, and he has a top receiver out there, a good running game, and a great offensive line, a great tight end. That team is going to be better. And then we just got them talking about Joe Burrow. So y'all need to figure out what y'all doing with the Ravens because with no Lamar Jackson, y'all not even going to be competitive, bro. And you know what's a slap in the face? And I'll just say this and we can move on. But you traded for a linebacker and you gave him the bag before you gave Lamar Jackson the the bag. bag. That to me says F you all the way. I'd Lamar Jackson took that team team to the playoffs with nothing. He with Greg Roman as with nothing. With Greg Roman. We remember (laughs) Greg Roman in Buffalo. Come on. Yep. Anyway, before we get on out of here, we got a few minutes left before the hump day hotline comes up. I got to ask y'all, man. So Rihanna's doing a halftime show this year. Um, there's been a lot of talk. I've been seeing some wild stuff on the internet, not just about sports. Somebody, there was a, I think it was, um, I forget which publication did it. But they, they said Rihanna's the best singer of all time. I'm going to tweet it or text it to both of y'all. Says she's the greatest singer of all time. Fail. Whitney Houston uh, did exist. We can, we can move on from that. But as far as halftime shows, do you think that uh, this has the possibility to be one of the greatest? And if not, what's the, in your opinion, what was the best halftime show for you? Oh, can I go first on that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, def- it definitely won't be this year. But from a musical standpoint, I think you look no further than Bruno Mars and Prince. Uh, those two uh, Super Bowl performances were, were, you know, amazing. Just from a musical perspective. Uh, the most impactful, in my opinion, was U2. 
back after 9-11. That, that to me was like, I was in tears uh, when that took place. So I, 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 I give it to Bruno though. Bruno, man, he set it off when he, Bru, bruh, Bruno no one, no one knew. Most people like, I, I know like you and me, Spence, we talk music or whatever, but for people who don't really know how much of a musical genius Bruno Mars is, he put that on display. Man. Not only can he sing and dance, but that man can rip on the guitar too. And that I'm telling you that, that alone, that I just think it separates you. It, it really does. I mean, he's so multifaceted as a musician. Okay, Big Newt, where you at with it? I agree with you, man. I'm I'm spot on with you. I don't. I think Rihanna's gonna put on a good show. Whoever says she's the best singer all time, I I don't know where that come from, but that's disrespectful. I uh, think true. she's gonna put on a good show, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Prince, man, the incomparable, so talented. I like last year's too. I mean, I, I enjoyed last year, so. Uh, we gonna see what Rihanna do to bring it, man. I mean, my daughter was like, she better not play that slow song that hit she got now. That uh, the she one from Wakanda, she gonna movie. do it. Yeah, and she was like, that's just, that's gonna make me cry and all that stuff. So hopefully yeah. she get up there dancing, part in the replay and all that stuff. She needs to do that stuff to keep it hype, you know. So, but I like last year. So for me, my personal favorite, and so I'm gonna go with you, Big Newt. My personal favorite was last year. I'm a hip hop head. So you already know to have Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Eminem, Mary J. Black. Like to me, that was like I was I was in heaven with that one. But um, best all time for me is Michael Jackson. I don't I, I know everybody say Prince. I know everybody loves Prince and they love Purple Rain and it was raining and it was like, oh, this is perfect. This is like God's plan for <laughs> I get it. But, but for me, Michael Jackson, man, uh, he just I don't think that there's there's a bigger I'm him the Michael Jackson, whenever he was performing at that point of his career, you know, he, he got up during the Super Bowl. You stood there for 30 seconds. Like they only give you like 10 minutes, if that, and, and you, you wasted 30 seconds just standing there so people could scream. I'm him. That's what he said. I'm that dude, Billy Jean, let's moonwalk out of here. Oh, One more man. question. You don't like Michael? <laughs> no, no. I look the, the, the most favorite part about his performance was uh, when, when the, when he sang black and white, and the, he had the chick rip on that intro, mm. dog. Mm. He mm. Michael Jackson, dude. I'm telling you, bro. He he was so talented, man. I watched a video of him the other day where he was tap dancing. It's like, what is what did what 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 can he do? Not only he's dancing and singing with no auto tune. That man was dancing and singing and running around the stage with no auto tune, zero. zero help. He is the most talented performer that we will ever see in our entire life, bar none. So, uh, and then, so then last one, and then we can get on out of here. Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. Um, I still say Whitney, but y'all go ahead. <laughs> y'all go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> to be honest, I don't care. Uh, listen, I, don't dog, care. I love my country, bro, but Whitney Houston was the best. And, and Chris Stapleton, I, uh, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I would like to see Christina Aguilera or – uh, Jasmine Sullivan get a shot at the Super Bowl to do it. I would like to okay. see one of those. Two. I think I think vocally both of them do things that that are just out of this world. And I don't think, especially Jasmine Sullivan, I don't think she gets the respect that she deserves vocally. She's well, she gets respect, but I'm saying like she's not put in the same tier as other singers. Phenomenal voice. If y'all don't know anybody in the comments, y'all don't know Jasmine Sullivan. Please, please, please go listen to Jasmine Sullivan. She is she is just different. She is just different. So final thoughts oh. before the game. We got a couple minutes, Sturros. You want to go first? Uh, 
listen, let's go Chiefs. Uh, I, I think, you know, and if for your Bills fan watching the game tonight, I want you to look at how Andy Reid calls this game. Look at look at the pre-snap motion and, and how they use Travis Kelsey and how they use these secondary receivers to have big impacts like Valdez Scantling, who's really not that good, but they really you know how to use him. Like that's what the Bills need in their offense, a, a mastermind that knows how to get the most out of his guys. Man, I wanted Juju so bad too, and, and like in the free agency, I wanted Juju in Buffalo. He's better and than people Gabe didn't Davis. like Juju because of his TikTok. I get it, you don't like him. Please, I would man. Oh, go ahead, Big New. I'm sorry because we we gotta go. I hail from St. Louis, Missouri, four hours east of Kansas City. Went to college and played football hour outside Kansas City. Great barbecue. Love the people. Love the city, man. Like I said earlier, it all comes down to Mahomes. Mahomes got to be Superman today. If he's just okay or doesn't play well, I think the Eagles are going to run away with it. All right. Well, um, uh, so we got Eagles. We got Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs, like I said. I think it's going to be um, – like I'm going 31-20. I think it's going to be one of those games where uh, Patrick Mahomes just shows, like, look, I'm the MVP for a reason. Let's get it. So, ladies and gentlemen – I was joined today by my man, Big Newt Steros from the girls. Uh, for Antoine Staley, it's your boy, Jay Spencer King. Y'all know how we do it over here. Stick around. We got the Hump Day Hotline coming up next, Super Bowl special. Uh, y'all love each other, take care of each other, live in peace, and as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Hey.